Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I, I you see what I did there. <laughs> um, I'm I'm Keenan. I'm Derek. And what is this? Is a, a true neutral. Uh, it's part one of two of a retrospective, I guess. Part one. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Bioshock. Mm, good game. I like Bioshock. You 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 played much Bioshock game? I played first Bioshock game. I actually played first Bioshock game a lot of Bioshock game. <laughs> Ayn Rand has some interesting parts of philosophy. It's weird that they made an entire three-part story about it, but it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, so I figured I'd probably talk about like the first two games in in this in this first part. Because they're basically the same game, right? From different perspectives, um, as far as I so, understand. Yeah, yeah. Playing back through them, I realized there there are some very key differences, but to another extent, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like the, like the same time period, right? Um, kind as, of. As far as events are concerned, sort of. Okay. <laughs> kind of, sort of, maybe same time period. Kind of, sort of, maybe. But, uh, roughly. <laughs> I I just never got the second one. I don't know if I just never got it or never played it, but I got I got a good amount out of Bioshock the first, and uh, I almost picked up the third one a couple of times, but it's I just did not. Real good, yeah. real good, good enough that I'm going to devote a whole episode to it, just so. to that one. All right. right. So I guess we'll stick to the first two where mm-hmm. you go to Atlantis Rapture. Rapture. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the game the game just kicks itself off with, uh, um, like the, a plane crash, right? This right. guy like looking at a picture of a woman or a girl, I believe. If classic. I right. And uh, the plane Some crashes in the ocean, and he's the only survivor. And he like when you pop up, you swim to this lighthouse, and you climb to the top of the lighthouse. And you sit down in a chair, and then it's like sticks you to it. It has like clamps that come up over your your hands and your your feet. It's got the clamps. It's got the clamps. It's got lighthouse clamps. <laughs> and, uh, just a side note: I love a good lighthouse. Yeah, lighthouse is awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty freaking cool. Um, so you get clamped in the lighthouse, and, and then, then it takes you down into a bathosphere and launches you down into the ocean, where you see. Did the, he press like an activation button or anything when he sat down, or was it just the act of him sitting that activated this? I don't remember, because that seems like a that seems like a design flaw. If yeah. I'm being Anybody can just walk in there and just sit Well, on I mean, it's thing? it's a lighthouse. You walk to the top, and instead of a light, there's a thing that's got a big... It's a, just a chair in it. Well, yeah, so, like... So, why... I mean, I I would sit in the chair. I, uh, that's so what weird. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Anybody would sit in the chair. That's super interesting. It is. I mean, I mean, I guess I guess there are some fearful people who might not sit in the chair, but... Yeah, the people would be like, the fuck's that chair for? Or yeah. if one person sits in the chair and it goes down and puts someone in a bathosphere and the rest of their friends are like, what the fuck? And mm. they all just dip out. Like, they're never gonna go talk about that shit again. I don't know. I might try and kick the chair. <laughs> Yeah, and just just quickly, just like tap it a little with my foot, and when it didn't move at all because it's bolted as part of the floor, probably not even a different piece of wood. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I then I would sit in it because I'm super curious now. But like, you know, I would do a couple of tests on that shit. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Anyways, bathosphere <laughs> takes you down to yeah Rapture, which is this giant sprawling Art Deco city under the sea. It's beautiful. I actually love everything um, about this art style. This actually, all of this takes place in I think 1960. Yeah, 1960. That sounds about right. And uh, yeah, there's there was this, smoking on the plane. Yeah, there's this giant Art Deco city under the sea. Under the sea. Yeah. If I designed a city, it would look a lot like this. Uh, yeah, all tunnels and tubes so you can see the ocean around you as you're going and whatnot. And yeah. It's it's actually really fucking cool. It's beautiful. And I remember the first time I saw it when I first played Bioshock, and I was just like, wow. Like, 
That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I remember coming to it late and even like registering that the graphics weren't as good anymore. I was still was like awestruck by the city the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, so you're contacted when you get in there by some guy named some Irish guy named Atlas, and uh, he tells you that he needs your help now that you're here to get his friends and family. Atlas shrugged. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's some guy that comes to like let you out of your bathosphere, and he's the first person you see like in person, and he's just immediately killed. By a splicer. Oh, yeah. Before you even get out of the bathosphere itself. And then you learn about splicing because you're like, whoa. What the fuck is that? that? And it's like, ah, they took too much of this thing called Adam, which genetically spliced them into... Genetic splicing's a big thing here. Here in Bioshock, in Rapture. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's all about the genetic splicing. And the Adam. Yeah. Which... They get from crazy places. Do they call it Adam with a D or with a T? Yes, A-D-A-M. That's what I thought. Adam. It probably, it stands for something because it's all in capitals. Oh, yeah, but it's but. also like the new man. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of like It comes philosophical from an oil they get from a down. deep sea slug that they found when they started working and building Rapture down there. One of the scientists found a deep sea slug and like it's oil that it secretes or whatever can gen it's the key ingredient in genetic modification of human beings apparently that makes sense (laughs) that logic tracks for me i don't don't know why but like yeah i'm just like yeah that's where we would get that from obviously (laughs) you get it from deep down in the ocean where life started do you want a little there is a little history of rapture that I have here on this page that I have open. Is it is it uh, famed famed uh, video game website Wikipedia.org? It it might just be that. Yeah, it's the best place to go for your rapture news, <laughs> right? But Andrew Ryan uh, planned and built it in the forties because he wanted to create quote a utopia for society's elite to flourish outside government control and petty morality. Yeah, so it was libertarian Walt Disney. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And so he went and built a city under the sea. Under the sea. And uh, then they found Adam, and then one of the doctors there um, made the genetic splicing and stuff that can happen with the, the, the plasmids or whatever they're called. And with great power, absolute corruption, right? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Because plasmids allowed people to do all sorts of things. They can have they had telekinesis and pyros. Plasmids. Yeah, it's this this drug you just <laughs> inject it into you and you get superpowers. Uh-huh. It's real cool. It's actually super sick in the game. It is because you show up and you find one and you're just immediately like, okay, I just shove that in me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember no that being questions a asked. <laughs> They're just like, you might need to do this to survive, and you're like. Okay. I I believe you. <laughs> These I, guns were killing them just fine, but if you say I need superpowers, I mean, <laughs> who am I to complain? <laughs> I will just shove this illicit substance in my arm. I am at rock bottom. Yeah. Thank you for noticing and yeah. enabling me. Yeah, uh, literally and, and metaphorically at rock bottom right now. Um, because also once you get down to Rapture, you realize it is defunct. There is... Like cracks all over in it. It's leaking really bad. It's crazy that it's built strong enough that it has some parts of it just have holes and are like slowly leaking into the place, but it's not like collapsing or imploding or right. the pressure. Like it's still structurally sound enough to be working. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if that's realistic, like in any way with the holes actually being in there, but like. It is pretty fucking cool. It is. And I think the whole game having, like... Because it's rather dark. Um, some parts of it are, are fairly well lit, but the overall, the game is pretty dark. And, like, having all the water and just, like, the dark, damp feeling and then being in those halls where you can just look and see just ocean all around you, it really just gives you that feeling of just actually being stuck down there. Which is good. Oh, it's yeah. good that they really were able to capture that, I think. Yeah. 
Uh, they did capture that in a very um, 360 PS3 era way in that um, I remember getting lost a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I did get lost a couple of times on my playback, my playthrough of it. But it's just because I was dumb and didn't know how to read the map. Yeah, and as soon as I figured out the map, I was fine. Yeah, but they don't like explain that map very well. And uh, your character's yeah. literally an arrow on that map showing where what direction you're facing, which is a way. It's so much better than the Bioshock Two one. Yeah, yeah, literally. And Bioshock Three doesn't even have a map, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, all right. <laughs> um. But yeah, and you you meet uh, a cast of curious characters, you know, across the the game. There's the one guy who's uh, an artist who makes you go kill four of his old friends to, oh, yeah. and take their pictures to have his masterpiece. Yeah, and uh, I love a good art piece. Yeah, that was a fun one because then like uh, you got to choose whether or not you wanted to kill him because there was like an extra prize you could get if you killed him, but you didn't have to. Yeah. Like if you completed his masterpiece, you could just leave his area and let him be. I let him keep his masterpiece. <laughs> I wanted the extra stuff. Of course you did. Heartless um, bastard. There's also these things called big daddies <laughs> just roaming around. Oh yeah, we haven't even mentioned them yet. And uh, they are. Big men in uh, old-timey diver suits, basically, with, like, all the metal and the bell, the dome head, like Mysterio, the fishbowl-style head, and a drill on their arm. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, all of that, except for the big fucking drill on their arm, isn't really, like, the standard suit. Like, I mean, for us... For a diver. Yeah, yeah. Well, that specific version of the Big Daddy was actually made to, like, be outside. They were made to do repairs and stuff on the outside of the thing. There's different... There's actually a couple of different kinds of Big Daddy. I I actually looked them up specifically just now. There are four kinds. Yeah. There are a rivet gun, heavy drill, rocket launcher, or ion laser. Yes. I don't think I encountered an ion laser. Do they come in later? Uh, either that or in the second game, maybe. So I'm pretty sure I made it about halfway through this first Oh, I I played the whole thing. I know you did. That's <laughs> why you're doing the thing. played all three of them. That's why I'm looking up information now on Big Daddy's. I'm <laughs> like, oh yeah, those were weird. Um. Voiced by Steven Stanton. Yeah. <laughs> Is that good for you? Sure. Is that helpful for your report? <laughs> Um, but you play through and you, you meet through all these people that used to be important in Rapture or whatever and have now gone crazy and you slowly work your way through them and Atlas's family are in a submarine and you're trying to help them get to them and they end up blowing up. The Splicers get there first and they blow up. Oh yeah. And, uh, sad day. Then... Uh, you finally make it to your your whole goal here is to kill Andrew Ryan, who made the whole place. He, he's the the creator of Rapture. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's still alive down there. You got to go. Atlas wants you to kill him because ev- all of this is his fault. Right. And um, so you go there, and you finally eventually do find Andrew Ryan. And when you After find lots of splicing and yeah, yeah, lots big of daddy fighting, big daddy fighting, oh, the stealthing little... around trying not to die by big daddy. There's also the only way to upgrade your plasmids and your health and stuff is to you have to kill the big daddies. And there's these little girls that follow them around that steal Adam out of dead people's bodies with a giant syringe. And is this where the plot of Repo came from? <laughs> and you have to kill the big daddies, and you have two choices. You can either save the little sisters and turn them like back into little girls, and, which gives you less Adam, but it saves them. Right. Or you can kill the little sister, which gives you more Adam. That's... If you save them, they will give you some like gifts and prizes along the way. Where do the they way. go? Are they just little girls lost in Rapture now? What no, the they fuck? go up because they all travel through these little vent systems in the walls and whatnot. Um, they were actually created on purpose 
Okay. To to gather oh, oh, Adam, the, so they're created little girls. Yeah, well, oh. they're little. No, they're little girls that were taken and made into little sisters. Okay, just like Big Daddies are men who were taken and made into Big Daddies. Yeah, it sounds like it was more of a company store kind of thing. Like you got to do the job, so you got to get the splice. So you got to do this job, so you got to get the splice, and then they were modified beyond repair. No, like, it's, yeah, like, well, they were told basically once you get in the suit, you it can't be taken off, like, right or whatever. Huh. Yeah, um, not the best, not the best thing. Nano. Um, but eventually you Nano do find, what? you find Andrew Ryan, and he's, uh, it locked himself in his office, and he's just, like, casually playing golf. <laughs> just, he has, like, a little... A little thing set up, like a little office-sized yeah. golf thing. He's just casually playing golf, and he talks to you. And then he lets you in. And uh, he basically tells you that you um, were born there in Rapture, and you are a sleeper agent, basically. You've been brainwashed, and you were brought back here by Atlas to kill him. Um, cool. And... <laughs> Uh, because they keep using the phrase "Would you kindly" throughout the game, and that's that. that's your trigger, your trigger phrase. Yeah, and you have to do whatever they say after they say "Would you kindly," and then you get like he hands you his golf club and tells you to beat him to death with it, and you get like an actually really brutal death scene for Andrew Ryan. Yeah, I for remember a PS3 this. game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. He's, like, talking to you the whole time. Yeah, and like it's brutal. keep just smacking him with a golf club. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. This, they, that, they did not shy away from that. That was one of the first games I remember playing that was just, like, you're just a person pressing buttons, like, <laughs> like just pointing out, like, you're just following the commands of this game. Like, mm-hmm. it, got, it gets real meta without, like, explicitly being meta. And yeah. I like that. It's fun. Yeah. There's and, also uh, a big old reference to it in Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. If you kill Dr. Uh, or Mr. House with the golf club. Kill Dr. House. <laughs> kill Mr. House with the golf club. And you get the achievement, would you kindly. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But Mr. House is just in his fucking gross little pod being all preserved. <laughs> so to beat him with a golf club is pretty brutal because he's you just reveal him like reveal his body to oxygen for the first time and who knows how long mm-hmm. and he's not only is he like probably dying just from that exposure but then you just start beating him to death with a golf club and it's it's also very brutal yeah fair yeah but you get an extra achievement for it yeah right which makes it worth it yeah you it's... could just quickly shoot him in the head if you wanted to go that route but n- n- no you don't get an achievement those... for that yeah being with a golf club is better. <laughs> Would you kindly? Um, and then Atlas reveals himself to actually be Frank Fontaine, who was basically Andrew Ryan's like competitor. He's the one that was like supporting the growth of the plasmids and whatnot. Okay. And uh, he was a criminal up on the surface, apparently, and made his way down here and started, like, a little criminal empire that was going to mutiny, and uh, or did mutiny. That's that's why Rapture is in shambles, because he created the figure of Atlas and rallied a whole rebellion and whatnot. That was in 1958. Ah. <laughs> Fun. And, uh... That's four <clears throat> years before my parents were born. <laughs> And so the end of the game is you fighting your way back through um, a couple of the areas that you've already been in to get to Fontaine, who is now pumping himself up with, like, all of the atom that he possibly can in an effort to just be as super as possible. And Um, you get... Monster. Yeah, yeah. You get a rather boring boss fight, honestly. It's just a big monster at the end. Yeah, well, not even... I mean, he's just, like, a a big, muscular, humanoid-looking kind of dude. Yeah. And um, you just basically shoot him a bunch until he goes to, like, recharge himself with energy, and you run up and you stab him with one of the little sister's things, 
until you and you suck some of the atom out of them. You do that four times, and the boss fight's over. Uh. Like it, it's it's a really boring anticlimactic boss fight, especially after the really cool moment with Andrew Ryan and like the reveal and the build up. Yeah, the the well, ending that's... is honestly a little like the, just that final boss fight is just mm. like a little meh. Yeah, like <laughs> that's fair. I mean, it would have been cool to have maybe that final boss fight before the Andrew Ryan scene. So like. Maybe you were even being asked to, like, take him out. Mm-hmm. Like, may- maybe for whatever reason he couldn't get to Andrew Ryan in the first place. Like, he we he already couldn't for whatever reason. But, like, yeah, just, yeah, know, do this fight first for one reason or another so you can have that real impactful moment of, like, oh, yeah, he was controlling you. I figured it out. I kind of took you over. Mm-hmm. And, uh. I still need to die. Like, for one reason or another, that'd be fucking interesting. Yeah. I would probably make it more brutal knowing that his enemy was not after him still, and he still was just like, would you kindly beat Mm-mm. me to death with this golf club? Right. <laughs> I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, And then the game uh, ends after that, and depending, there's a good ending and a bad ending for this, that game, and depending on whether or not you saved or killed... Uh, the little, all the little sisters. Uh, and do you have to save a certain amount, or do you? Can you? Can you have your ratio fine? No, I think you're supposed to save them all. Uh, I think I don't because that's what I did on my my playthrough back through, and uh, I it's so the ending that you get if you save them all is that he takes like. So he takes, I guess, supposedly all of them, but you see like five or so of them yeah. back up to the surface with him. Your character's name is Jack. You learn that part of the way through the game, probably about the time that you find out that you were born down there specifically to be a sleeper agent. Right. Um, But it's really inconsequential to the game. Okay. Um, And then at the end, you, you go up and you take presumably all of the little sisters with you, and they grow up, and they live happy lives, and they get married, and they have kids of their own, and they're there next to your side when you pass away of old age. And it's a good happy ending. Have they aged like normal? Yeah, they age like normal once they're back into people and or whatever. Okay. Just curious. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. The whole thing's weird. feels like if you were changed so fundamentally like that, it would be... More of a struggle to adjust, but I guess if you were saved and then still had that father figure and he's, like, the ideal protagonist, so he's there. So, I, you, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess I can see it. So, <laughs> the bad ending is where uh, there's a person that does live to be in the second game. Her name is uh, Dr. Tannenbaum. And she is one of the people, she's the lady that, like, was lead developer on the Little Sister project. Okay. And so she feels like a very maternal connection to them and feels right. bad for doing it and whatnot and is trying to help okay. reverse it. Got them mixed feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so she's the one that was, like, presenting you in the game for the, the whole time of uh, save them. Like, she's like, you you don't have to kill them. You can save them. Right. And... uh so she, like, if you kill them all throughout the game, you get a narration from her of, like, all the bad things that you did and her just condemning, just being like, it was terrible, the atrocities that he committed <laughs> upon Rapture. And then you get a nice little scene of a of a submarine full of, I guess, U.S. Navy, probably, because they're in a submarine. Usnavi. And uh, they find, like, a bunch of bathospheres and they're all confused and then the bathospheres are full of splicers and they get killed ah that's a fun little sequel tease that's not what happens in the that sequel, is not though. what happens in the sequel at all ah time oh. for bioshock 2 but that would have been a good sequel though yeah well time for bioshock 2 wait can we discuss the potential for that because like the splice like Okay, so like what w- them getting to the surface? Yeah, like the 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 splicers coming up, like like they don't have reserves of atom on the surface. 
No, they learned like they have a terrarium area. Like they have like a, I think they call it the the garden or whatever. There's like a whole bunch of they're self sufficient. They're self sufficient down there. So they like don't have to go back to the surface. Actually, I believe at some point Andrew Ryan. No, no, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's outlawed like, going back to the surface. Well, yeah, but Andrew Ryan's dead. People are rebelling. It'd be cool to see the people who like fucking uh, what is it? Purge Rapture just go up and try <laughs> to do the same thing on on the surface and like use yeah. their superpowers on the unwitting citizens of the above world yeah just be like oh they could be the rapture squad and, be, <laughs> and they could they could say they got rapture every time they kill somebody it's like you've been raptured fireballing their eyes <laughs> freeze them just solid in place and zap a bunch of people in a pool mm-hmm. yeah they all got raptured yeah every one of them <laughs> yeah oh Everybody, let's go to Rapture. It's not a sequel to the other one that's closely titled to that. I think the scariest death that happens, honestly, in the entirety of Bioshock, that is not ever spoken about, but it is there, is the artist guy that I talked about before. Yeah. Um, he has a bunch of, quote-unquote, statues of people, like plaster statues of people. Yeah. If you go up and you smack them or if you shoot them, they bleed. Those are just people that he covered in plaster. Aha. Uh-huh. He Pompeyed them. Yeah. He did Pompey them. Oh. And objectively, I think that might be the worst death to have happen to you in Rapture. That's fair enough. Do you think they were Pompeyed well? No. <laughs> mm. No, I do not. Bioshock 2. <laughs> yeah. So, Bioshock 2 actually takes place at... In 1958, like right before, uh, oh, that's when you Atlas's... said that was the last thing you, the year you said where the thing happened. Yeah, when yeah when the thing happens, it's yeah. it's actually the night that thing happens. Okay, where um you are a big daddy and you are following around a a little girl, but she's not a little sister. Okay, and uh, her name is Eleanor. And you're following her through, like, a fancy party and whatnot. And it gets to, like, an empty hall. And uh, Tenenbaum shows up, like, out of the shadows, basically. And tells Eleanor to, like, get away from you. And as she's holding Eleanor back, she makes you, like, take off your helmet. Because you are an, uh, uh, an alpha type. So you're, like, one of the very first types of big daddies to be yeah. made. But she makes you take off your helmet and take a pistol out of her hand, and she tells you to shoot yourself in the head, and that's how the game starts, is your character just straight fucking shoots themselves in the head. Damn. That's cool. Right? That's a cool way to start a game. <laughs> and, um, and then you wake up ten years later, 1968, the rest of the game takes place. Okay. Um... And you play as a big daddy, and your entire goal of the game, like, you wake up and you can hear Eleanor talking to you, like, in your head. Right. And so the entire goal of this game is to get to her. And she, you're trying, there's someone trying to stop you. It's not Tenenbaum. Tenenbaum actually has come back um, at the beginning of the game, Um, but she has apparently left Rapture in the interim decade. Okay. And then she found out somehow from the surface that someone was making Little Sisters again, and so she came back down to try to stop them. Okay. (laughs) And that person is the person keeping you from getting to Eleanor, so she's like, get that person, help me out too. Right. Basically. And then she takes a bunch of Little Sisters and gets the fuck up out of there. She's like, I'll help them, and she gets them the fuck out. Cool. Um, it's nice to see a redemption arc. <laughs> you love to see it. Even though she is the one that told you to shoot yourself in the face a decade ago. I mean, yeah. It's a redemption arc. She just saved a bunch of little girls. Whatever. <laughs> Their lives are worth more than my one a decade old. Um, so in Bioshock 2, it is interesting. They're, like... It's... it's 
my least favorite of the games. I hear that. I hear that from most people who play these games. Most people that I've heard talk to about it is they think the second one's the best one. I just I have not heard that as a consensus <laughs> for most for most any reviewers I've listened to. Um, I, I don't know very many people in person who have played them, but <laughs> but so you do you play as the big daddy the whole time. So like you have you're one of the ones that has got the drill, the power drill, right? But you also can use the rivet gun or like a bunch of other weapons. You also get plasmids. Cool. So you also get different plasmid powers, um, even as a big daddy. Nice. Um, Can you have a fire I guess because you're separate, you're different from the rest of them. Right. You, like the rest of them, have become unthinking. They're more like uh, like robots, like worker drones. They have right. a job, and that's what they do. Right. Um. You can think and problem solve for yourself. Once again, it gets kind of meta. It's like, you're different. You can solve these problems that no other big daddy can solve. Like, so that makes sense that you would be able to use these powers. Right. Are you like, wait, are you the same guy who shot yourself in the head? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are. Okay. You actually find out a little bit of history about the guy throughout the game, which is absolutely inconsequential to anything. It has no bearing on the storyline whatsoever. But the guy you play as that's in the Big Daddy suit itself um, is a guy they called Johnny Topside, who um, apparently was a deep-sea diver that just accidentally found Rapture. And then um, they brought him in. And when Andrew, this was when Andrew Ryan was already super paranoid and Frank Fontaine was already coming after him and he had been hiding down here. He closed it off from everyone. So he's like, who are you? Like KGB, CIA? What? Like, and he yeah. refused to believe that Johnny Topside was just a random dude. So he forced him to stay down there and made him go through the Big Daddy program <laughs> so he wouldn't talk. That's fun. This this guy overall sounds like a mix between well, Walt Disney and Howard Hughes. Andrew Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got real paranoid for a while there. The way of the future. The way of the future. Way of the way of the future. The way of the future. He just wanted to make a utopia, man. The way of the future. Um but yeah, eventually you do get to the end. Oh, there's a new, uh, instead of just big daddies in this game, because there are still big daddies that you have to fight and kill to get to the little sisters, who you once again get the choice of save or kill. Right. Um, Obviously and, this time you just killed them out all outright. No, I was no playing problem. a second game, so I, I, I once again saved them all this, <laughs> this playthrough. If I had gone through them a second time, I would have done runs where I killed them, yes. And I would not have had an issue with it. That's not so to me. <laughs> it's just part of the game. No, saving them is part of the game, and you just don't and, have to uh, kill them for reals. I was doing jokey jokes. I actually just... <laughs> yeah, I obviously could not choose to kill them. <laughs> um, then, where was I? Oh, there's Big Sisters now. There's Big Sisters. Okay. So, Big Sisters uh, look a lot like Big Daddies, but they're in much slimmer diver suits. Okay. Instead of the big bulky ones. They're very agile, and I believe, like, kind of Baraka-esque. They have, like, like needlepoint things on top of their arms. Okay. Maybe. You might want to look up a picture, just Bioshock 2 Big Sister. Yeah. I, I, can't, I might be misremembering that. Um, and they are mildly a pain in the ass to fight as a reoccurring enemy. They show up as, like, uh, very specific timed enemies, though. Like, they're, they're storyline enemies, and they are specifically meant to be more difficult. But they're not... Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of a pain in the ass. They're very agile, and they jump around a lot. They're on all levels except Atlantic Express and Inner Persephone. Sure. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
And you do, again, in Bioshock 2, you do a similar spread of, like, journeying through a bunch of old derelict spots of rapture to get to the spot you're trying to get to. And it's fun. It's a little bit less unique. I feel like every level, every area in Bioshock 1 was very fun and very unique. Uh, it had its, like, its own theme or its own motif. Right. Kind of like uh, the floors in Luigi's Mansion 3. Okay. You know, yeah. like each one is very unique and you can tell that each one has a theme. That's how I felt with the levels in areas in Bioshock 1, you know? They right. were they were all different. Right. Um I just got lost in hallways in that game for the yeah. record. It was just like but the the rooms themselves, the individual areas were easy to navigate and really cool. Yeah. Bioshock 2 um had areas that tried to be a kind of unique but were all still kind of similar. And the main difference is is they had like multiple tiers. There's like lots of floors to go up and down in each level and then the map reflected that as you could go up and down each level and the good part about that was is like the map would light up in the spots you had explored and the spots you hadn't right so you could tell like oh i should probably go check there still or whatever right but it was still kind of a pain in the ass to work everything because it was just like they were just bigger levels with multiple floors to them yeah so that that section was a little bit rough, but eventually you do get to like where you get to Eleanor and you free her. Just wait, just just, just one second. That so the big sisters. I had I looked them up. Yeah, and they're they're post pubescent little sisters that had become unstable and confrontational in Rapture's environment. <laughs> uh, nice. Their extreme levels of power go far beyond that of normal plasmid users and might be attributed to the growing bodies adapting to the atom slugs implanted in their bodies as children. Mm-hmm. Which is what turns them into little sisters. Yeah. And now that they're, they're big sisters, they're just really fucking unstable. They can't produce Adam anymore, which apparently they did. Um, but they're taller than most normal girls their age, and they have incredible strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh... Yeah, they were once tricked into believing Rapture was a beautiful utopia, which drove them slowly insane and made them highly aggressive. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gotten to that fun part yet. That's actually my favorite part of Bioshock 2. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, you do. We just found Eleanor. Sorry, yeah. I just wanted to get that out there because it was really interesting to me. Oh, you're good. Uh, we just found her, and the only way to save her because she is a post-pubescent little sister. Right. Um, the only way to save her at this point is that you have to, much like you did. I guess I I glanced over at the end of Bioshock One. What you had to do was you had to put together a a big daddy suit and put it on in order to fight against. Uh, Fontaine. Okay. Um, that was how you like you, but then he was able to take it off because he wasn't like fused into the suit or right. whatever, like the rest of them were. He just used it to be able to do the thing. All right. I guess that that was Jack, right? Yeah, Jack. Yeah. This guy, Alpha One or what? Delta Delta One yeah. is his name. He is fused to the. He suit. is fused to his suit. Yeah. But you have to get Eleanor. Uh, a big sister suit, because otherwise she is not going to be able to get out with you. She's not okay. going to be able to survive. And so you go through, and you save her, and you give her the big sister suit, and then it's basically up to the two of you to fight your way out of Rapture. You have to fight your way back to, like, across the, a bunch of area and get to a bathosphere station yeah and get the fuck out of there the both of you and on your way there you stop off to kill the lady that was part of it the whole thing or whatever who oh, okay. is technically her mother okay right right um and there's like there's three different endings for this game i okay. guess um i only really know the good ending and the bad ending so, that's that's about that. Um, but th- 
there when you get to the end there's the I don't even remember what the big boss fight of this game is, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. Um I I found this game to be kind of boring. Yeah. Like it it was fun because it was Bioshock again. It was it, I'm back in Rapture. Yeah, Bioshock more, but but yeah, it was eh. as a as a sequel, it's meh. Yeah. Um but the you what would you have like this game if it were like released ten dollars cheaper than it normally would have been and as DLC? Uh it would be a really big DLC. It's a full it is a full game. Oh well, yeah, and like I like I said, it wouldn't be like sixty dollars, it'd be like fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. And then they just call it a like a big old expansion for the first game. Kind of like Little Nightmares 2 was a big old expansion. Yeah, I think I might appreciate that more, honestly. Yeah. I really think I might. Maybe even call it like a 1.5 instead mm-hmm. of a 2. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can do that. It's allowed. Look at Kingdom Hearts. Don't, don't, now you're sick. Sorry, oh. sorry about that. You know, at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3, there's a title screen that says Kingdom Hearts 2.9, and that really, really confused a lot of people. I, I, I'm, I'm sure that it did. And I'm sure there were like 5% of the entire world's population that were like, yeah, of course, 2.9, mm. that's where we're at. That makes so much sense to me. <laughs> we had to call it Kingdom Hearts 3 for the masses. They wouldn't have, like, we can't release 2.9. That, not gonna, that don't make no sense. They're not going to understand. They won't get it. We'll just, we'll just say this is the journey to 3. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts makes me sick. Actually, I want to play it. It's so much fun. I, I, I'm unironically, I genuinely enjoy Kingdom Hearts games. They're fun to me. I should just get the third one without any. I recap. have never played. I've played the first two. Yeah. And Chain of Memories for the Game Boy Advanced. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh sorry, good and bad endings. Uh yeah, the the good ending for this game because so what ends up happening is the um there's a giant thing that gets launched up to the surface, right? Like a a big control deck type area, okay? That gets launched up to to the surface. Okay. And on the inside is uh Eleanor in the big sister suit. And uh, her mom, the lady that was doing the little sister stuff again that you were trying to get to the whole time. And you got done doing whatever final boss fight was happening and you run and you jump and you end up jumping and grabbing onto the outside of the thing as it goes up. Okay. And um, so then when you get to the top, there are... Basically, two things that happen. Like, either if you saved all the little sisters, and then there's also a spot in the game where there's three NPCs that you can choose to either kill or to sit to not kill. Right. Um, and that has a playing factor in the ending as well. Um, but if you save all that the little sisters, and you uh, save at least two of the people, because one of the people, objectively, you should kill... And out of the NPCs, right? Um, Some people deserve to die. That's okay. No, he's asked. Like he, he got infected with like a huge overdose of Adam, and he knew he was gonna die. And so through a series of deserve to die. That's okay. (laughs) Through a series of (laughs) vlogs, he like talks about all the things that are happening to him, and asks that if you find him in some kind of crazy state, like end his life. Like he doesn't want to live like that. And then you find the thing, and obviously it tries to kill you. And then it begs for its life, and it's like, I don't, I won't kill you. I'm sorry. Like, I just want to live. And you're like, but you, you, you didn't want to live like this. So, bye bye. Um, that's actually pretty brutal. Yeah, it's all. It's sad too. He's like, I'll, I'll just go. Sli- I'll go live in the ocean. I won't bother anyone. You'll uh. never see me again. I swear. And I'm like, no, no, your sane self didn't want to be, didn't want to be this. Yeah. Sane self, I'll, I'll listen to your sane self, not your insane self. Sorry. 
Point. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, so if you yeah save the little sisters and you save uh, at least two of the NPCs, then because you die at the end of this, like you can't survive on the surface or whatever. Okay. And um, so if that happens, then she like stabs you as you die and takes your atom, like and puts it. Like in her, so that you're like, you your presence is like you basically she are in her head with her at, at all times from okay. then on, and she does doesn't kill her mom in the the cut scene as you go up because there's a scene like of them talking in the thing as you're like hanging on to the outside, uh. and depending on whether or not you showed her how to be nice, she'll either kill or save her mom. Ah, okay, and. uh yeah, and then, yeah, obviously, if you do it, then she just, like, straight up kills you. And she's like, gonna go do what you taught me. And then you basically unleashed a big sister onto the unwitting topside people. Ah, that's a fun ending. Which could have been a great sequel, sequel for Bioshock 3. And that is exactly not what happens yeah. in Bioshock Infinite. Exactly but. not. There's not been a uh, Bioshock 3 yet. No, it's Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. And there will never be another Bioshock, I don't think. Why? Because of the way Infinite is. Well, yeah, but you you could still do a sequel to Bioshock 1 and 2. I suppose you could. Like, I just don't think they will. It's it's a really good It's a really good way to round out a trilogy of games. And I, I just, I can't see them going back to it. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they will. I, I would love it. I, I'm always down to see Rapture again. I want to see a ro- Rapture. I want to see Rapture brought to the surface. <laughs> I think that would be really interesting. That, that would be pretty interesting. Just like a the... city of gold brought up from the depths of the sea. And the DLC for uh, Bioshock Infinite all takes place in Rapture. Oh, yeah? That's mm-hmm. neat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so, overall, these games, these games, what what would you rate them? Um, we, got okay. our, we got our stupid dabs out of 100. So, for the first Bioshock game, I'm going to give it... Man, it is one of my favorite games. Literally of all time, it was on my list. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to give it a 95 dabs out of 100. All right. It's really fun. It slips up in a couple of places, but honestly, looking back on it, like I can't really fault it too much. It does a lot of things right. Hell yeah. And it's uh, just a fun first-person shooter game. Yeah. Thank Classic, you. like, silent protagonist first-person shooter. It's nice to have um, a power fantasy wrapped in philosophy. I like that. (laughs) That's good. It is good. I mean, if you wanted to go all power fantasy, you play Doom, all right? Yeah, (laughs) but like having having it wrapped in philosophy makes it good for me. I don't really Mm -hmm. like to play Doom, but you wrap it. Doom is Doom twenty sixteen is a hell of a lot of fun. It's just so much. Like there's just too much. Like going like. I like I like the quiet moments the 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 moments where you have to stop and just like oh my god mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing right now you can that's also brutal. there's a lot of you can be sneaky and sneak around in BioShock you can be quiet there's like cameras and stuff that you can hack and get into so like turrets and cameras will work for you instead of for the enemy yeah. like there's there's lots of fun stuff in Bioshock 2, they fixed a lot of that, and the Big Daddy has a hacking gun, so you can just shoot a dart at a, a, a dart, quote-unquote, yeah. at a, a mechanical object if you can hack it, and, like, you do the little thing, and then, like, it's much more e- convenient and easy in Bioshock 2 for the hacking stuff. I will say that. Fair enough. Um, but Bioshock 2 overall, um, while it's... A fun game, fun. Another once again, I like a good silent protagonist first person shooter. Right, it's a classic thing. And it is, it is more Bioshock, but uh, you are a big daddy. Yeah, and I just felt like the story was a lot more flat for me. 
I yeah. it was fun to flesh out more of the world itself and more of the ideas of what was happening and what was going on down there. Yeah. Um but overall it just didn't work as well for me. It's it's still a decent game overall. It's still probably an 85 dabs out of 100. Right. It's just probably my least favorite out of all of them. Yeah. Would it have been better as a comic book? Uh graphic novel. Yeah. Graphic okay. novel. I could I could see all of all of the Bioshocks. Actually, there are two. I didn't know about this, but there are two graphic novels that are part of the Bioshock canon. That oh, I have cool. not read or anything. I didn't know they existed until very very recently. Cool. So, <laughs> I wonder who publishes them. I don't know, but I would love to get my hands on them. Um. Oh, a uh, quick little side tangent. Uh, do you want to take a guess at how many Kingdom Hearts games there are? Um, like in total, like in Japan. Uh, just uh, this is just uh, the I ones think it's released like, in order. I think it's something like twenty-two or something, isn't it? I think. Oh no, you're counting for a while. I don't know. 26, but one of these doesn't have a picture. I was close. Yeah. I was close. Yeah, you're like, there's three Kingdom Hearts games. No, my friend. No, no, no. Americans know but a wee bit of the story and then wonder why they're confused and it makes no sense. Yeah, there's an insane amount of these that just like... Here's... Kingdom Hearts HD 11.5 Remix. Yeah. Uh, like, there's just so many. It sounds like a Dance Dance Revolution game. Uh, it's, like, it really, really does. It's Yeah, it's about as coherent story-wise, as far <laughs> as I can tell. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, where, were, where were we? I don't know, I just got done scoring them. Right. You scored these movies? <laughs> so, um, I will be coming back and talking about Bioshock Infinite because it is an extremely interesting game. It, it plays with a lot of fun concepts. and uh, I heard there might see, be some fucking with time. Yeah, some, some time fuckeries, some dimension fuckeries, portals, man. Portals? Yeah. Portals are so hot right yeah, now. Yeah, portals are so in, and it, it's all about portals and time and dimensions. Um, Give me that multiverse. And, uh... Shove that multiverse in my eye hole leave sensually. Rapture and we, we go to a city in the sky instead. So... I thought you were going to sing it. I, I I really thought you were. I uh, So I don't know what you thought I was going to sing, but um, I... City the, in the Sky? But, like... I... Um, <laughs> so I... What popped in my head was The city in the sky keeps on falling. <laughs> Which is just not that song. It's just what popped in my no, head, that's, so... That's interesting. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will be coming back to talk about that because I it, it is I think I, there's a lot lot to go on there lots of lots of stuff uh, uh, so there's time travel portals and racism from what I understand oh definitely lots of yes yeah lots of yes yeah I guess they're just bringing the 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 backdrop of all of those weird philosophers from there early and late century over there it's, to... no this game takes place in 1912 we'll get into that yeah, later yeah <laughs> all right um so would you watch this as a movie they've talked about making this a movie it's for coming years. out on netflix as a series maybe okay. i think i think it's going to be a short series have they already filmed it uh, let me look it up. <laughs> because I just saw an ad for this, like, very recently, and I was like, I had no idea this was a thing. I am not making these because this is a thing. Like, I, I, I didn't know. Um, yes, it's a Netflix adaptation. 
Uh, oh wait, it's a it is a film. It is a film. I was wrong. It's okay. not a series. It is a film. Well, they've been talking about doing this since like 2010 or something. Like it's it's been on people's minds for a long time. Uh, late 2025, out on Netflix and potentially in theaters. In parentheses. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe it a, a movie. If it's just the first one, they might be able to pull it off. They won't be able to do everything they did in the game, but they'll be able to show off enough that it'll make it interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm worried they're going to do the classic thing and try to speed everything up and mash things together. Like how the like Jim Carrey's um, unfortunate series, a series of unfortunate events... Where they took like three books and smooshed them into one movie, and it made zero sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Like, I'm afraid they would do something like that. Yeah. And smoosh it stuff together and just make it make absolutely zero sense. But if you just stick to like the plot of the first game. Yeah, if you just do Jack's story and just do that cinematic from the beginning, and then mm-hmm. continue that cinematic. Give him a spot where he finds some plasmids so he gets the superpowers, give him the guns, let him fight his way through some splicers. Yeah. Solve some problems, deal with a big daddy, save some little sisters. All of that can be done in a hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. Then you kill Andrew Ryan, find out that you're a sleeper agent. And fight the big bad and get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And then that that ending fight that's dissatisfying to play... Would be great in a movie. Would be a great cinematic end piece. Especially for just, like, the common audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you shoot the guy a bunch of times and then you drain him of all the atom that he just gave himself so that... Uh, you can... could just do it with one big syringe suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, it would... Cinematically, that works much better as a... As a fight, I agree with that. So maybe, um, but then I think about the fact that Netflix is making it, and their track record is, uh, oof, it's a, uh, it's, it's not good. It's, track re- mm. it's uh, definitely hit or miss, and that depends on what genre I'll, you like. Uh, I'll tell you what, Dragon Ball Evolution is on the list of bad movies. And... <laughs> that wasn't a Netflix original. Though. Oh, was it not? I thought it was. No, that came out in theaters. That was like 2009, oh. my friend. That was. Like the Avatar one, where they yeah. called Aang Ong the Ong, whole time. Yeah. Bad job. Bad job on both of those films. Yeah. You made me feel ashamed. <laughs> but the Bioshock games are pretty good. Bioshock games are pretty good. Hopefully, the movie will be okay. Like, that's all I can hope for. Please do good. Please do good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, just the story's already there. It's already written. Yeah, you don't gotta do. You don't gotta adapt anything. You just see what they're probably it. gonna do is they're going to adapt it so it's a we we see a good chunk of rapture in like like we start off in like fully functional rapture and then we'll cut back and forth between the present day and the past, especially if they try and expand this out at all. Yeah. And so I think the ultimate demise of it will be if they give him a sidekick. Yeah. Yeah, a sidekick or like I I think just keeping the move keeping the movie populated like that will make it wrong. Mhm. I think you should feel isolated and desolate and like the the voice that you're hearing with Jack is the only voice like that you should really be he- You know what I mean? He well, the thing is, is it's a silent protagonist game, so he should be hearing people's voices, but he shouldn't be responding to them. Well, right, and like that's can... the one thing the Doom movie did right. <laughs> well, the Rock didn't say a fucking word. Uh, well, uh, there's oh, I have said some slightly disparaging things about Mad Max Fury Road before, but he is the best video game protagonist I've ever seen in a movie. He. 
doesn't say anything. <laughs> he says his own name once, I think. He says, a, I mean, he says a couple of things, but, like, you just play the character like that. Yeah. So they're very, um, yeah, just gruff mm-hmm. and, like, not not really, like, in into talking, and that's just their character. Unless the Bioshock movie is actually the Bioshock 2 plot. In which case, we're following around a big daddy who literally can't speak. Yeah. But they're not going to do that. You don't think they would? No. Because I tend to think that they would find that to be the the more interesting character to follow. Yeah, absolutely. But if they do that, they will make him talk. Even though the first one has to, like, it's so got that vibe, that 60s vibe of espionage and spies and stuff like yeah. that. If it all plays into that Art Deco vibe, and I love that. It's very good. Alright, well I think that's Bioshock. Do you have any closing thoughts on those first two games? Uh, I think that the Bioshock games, all in all, are very, very worth playing. As old as they may be getting at this point, I think that they're a very fun set of games that, uh, they're classic. Yeah. You, you'll be able to go back to those games for years to come, and they'll still be fun, entertaining, first-person shooters with good storylines to them, which that, <clears throat> all in all, is pretty hard to find these days, yeah. in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I like it. Bioshock. Bioshock. It's good for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> get get plasmid. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.